The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right, John Hancock. Good morning. On the left, Michael Kelly. Morning. And I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda this morning, St. Louis County drops $90,000 on a new logo and branding as the county executive calls for tax hikes. St. Louis's highly paid but rarely seen police chief issues a report card after one year on the job. He gives himself a B. Also, surviving Iowa, the first 2024 presidential election contest, is now just hours away. Which candidates will be left on the Republican side? And how can Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin be off work and in a hospital for days but not tell the president? Did Austin go AWOL? It's our quote of the week. We'll also get into efforts to eliminate St. Louis City's income tax, Hunter Biden's surprise visit to Congress, and trouble for Fonnie Willis, the district attorney who's prosecuting Donald Trump in Georgia. But we begin with St. Louis County Executive Sam Page unveiling a new brand and logo for the county as he calls for higher taxes. Defining our brand helps market the county to the rest of the world as a place united, a place excited, a place that you want to be your future. Our brand should serve as a point of pride for the residents of the most populous county in Missouri. We are your path to success and we are Opportunity Central. So today I'm proud to officially begin the rollout of these efforts by introducing you to our new county logo. Page, a Democrat, unveiled the logo and the Opportunity Central brand at his state of the county address. The old logo goes back at least 30 years. This comes with the county making budget cuts and spending tens of millions of dollars in reserves to offset a deficit of more than $40 million. Page has called for a property tax hike and sales taxes on out-of-state internet sales. Voters rejected a similar sales tax in 2024. Rebranding and higher taxes, John Hancock. Well, the logo ought to be a hearing aid uh, because this guy is tone deaf. Uh, you don't do this and then ask for a, a big tax increase. You know, it's uh, not a good look. Michael. So, I, look, at the end of the day, it was $90,000. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but there was a lot of development put in. And St. Louis, the, the previous logo was a like a plow. I mean, when was the last time something got plowed in the city of St. Louis, other than a car on Highway 270? So I don't have a problem with the rebranding. Look, the reality is, is the, the, the symbol of St. Louis, whether you're in St. Charles or city of St. Louis, is the arch. And that's what's always going to end. And then Opportunity Central, whatever. Boy, the energy must have been really high at that meeting when the county executive unveiled this, uh, this new logo. He seemed to be full of it, didn't he? I think of yeah, you guys. You can say that again. <laughs> I'm thinking of you guys uh, when you do radio on KMOX and Michael Doodles. 
And I think <laughs> you could have doodled that logo. 90 yeah. grand. Yeah, <laughs> potentially, but look, at whatever. So we got a new logo for St. Louis County. Let's move on. In terms of raising taxes, there's a serious issue in St. Louis County. We're losing population. Less money's coming in. What's causing those issues? That's really what St. Louis County needs to be focused on so that we can address that to make sure that revenue and business wants to come to this region. State Democrats push back against Republican efforts to eventually eliminate the 1% City of St. Louis income tax. They do the same in Kansas City. The Republican majority of a special Missouri House Committee on Local Income Taxes has found the taxes are causing population loss and leading businesses to go elsewhere. The Republicans want to gradually eliminate the earnings taxes in the two cities, but they say nothing about how to make up for more than $200 million in yearly lost revenue for St. Louis and Kansas City. Democrats, led by St. Louis State Rep Steve Butts, are pushing back, saying this would lead to huge cuts for police, fire, public health, courts, parks, and beyond. Butts points out that Kansas City is now seeing record population growth. While experts agree St. Louis's drastic decline has more to do with other factors than the income tax. Michael, no doubt the city of St. Louis needs a drastic turnaround. Why not grab some headlines by eliminating the income tax? Maybe draw some more business and bring some people back in. Because it's not realistic. At the end of the day, one-third of the budget for the city of St. Louis comes from the earnings tax. I think it's – look, none of us want to pay the tax. None of us want it. But all of us want the amenities that the city of St. Louis offers. We have, uh, you know, this robust downtown. We have a huge area that people from all over the region come town to utilize, and only – 200 and plus thousand of us are actually paying for it. So if the Republicans in the legislature truly don't like earnings taxes, both in the city of St. Louis and Kansas City, they would be spending their efforts to find ways that St. Missouri can help contribute and alleviate some of the cost burdens that are exist in these cities that are helping drive the revenue for the entire state of Missouri. So while I understand the movement to get rid of the earnings tax, Steve Butts is 1 million percent right. We are in a desperate free fall in the city of St. Louis. The last thing we need to do is be making it worse. Should it be the first thing we do? Well, it's a, it's a huge disincentive uh, to bring business here. So that's number one. Uh, I think weaning it out over time makes sense. And, um, you know, I, I like the idea of getting rid of it. I really do. St. Louis's police chief made a rare appearance before news cameras to tout double-digit decreases in violent crime during his first year on the job. The mayor, who pushed for his hiring, joined him. Everyone knows that I'm a mom first, and as the mom of a 16-year-old high school student, I am particularly grateful for the 47% drop in juvenile-related shootings. When we engage and empower our young people, their potential and success are limitless. This is progress. And we're always going to be making changes in policing. We're always going to be looking at things that need to be done because it's always evolving. There's always going to be incidents that we have to take a critical look at to make sure are we doing the right thing? Are we being held accountable? The chief makes a report at $275,000 a year with more than a third of it paid by the St. Louis Police Foundation, not city taxpayers. He gives himself a B grade for year number one. He's faced heavy criticism for lack of engagement with the public, failure to address the growing shortage of police officers, recent erratic, dangerous driving by officers, a lack of enforcement of traffic laws, and the growth of lawlessness and gunfire in downtown St. Louis. 
plus a lack of officers responding to calls. A lot of people who live in the city now know not to call because police won't show up, Michael. Go buy a lottery ticket. We just saw the mayor of the city of St. Louis and the police chief in the same place talking to the press at the same time. It's the first time we've seen it since he got the job. That's great. I'm glad to see he still lives in town and that he can be seen. Um, look, these two folks are trying hard, uh, and I have no problem with the fact that our business community is helping buttress the pay to bring in a quality chief of police, who, by the way, says he only deserves a B for the work he's done to this point. The reality is, is to get the A, Mr. Chief, you need to be present. You need to be showing up. When the tragic things are happening, you need to give us a presence and show us the direction you'd like the city to go. Unfortunately, we have a mayor who shows up occasionally. We have a police chief we rarely see. We have police officers who are in desperate need of support. And we have a city that is dealing with a crime crisis despite whatever doctored numbers they want to put out there. So hopefully this police chief and this mayor will continue to keep their presence focused, will be leading us to find ways to solve this crime problem, and will no longer hide in the shadows, but will be out front talking to us about what needs to be done. You know, a chief is not going to fix what's wrong. You need more officers on the street. And, you know, until they do that, this is all, you know, a bunch of PR. St. Louis Aldermanic President Megan Green wants you to vote on how to spend hundreds of millions of dollars from the NFL settlement. The city asked for ideas from the public. Green's policy team has a list of 20 possibilities online. They include pay raises for city workers, upgrading water mains and water treatment infrastructure, free child care for city residents, development projects in downtown and near North St. Louis, new public schools, and Metrolink expansion. There are others. Green is asking for the public to vote, with city staff then taking a deeper look at the top vote-getters. In late 2021, the NFL and Rams owner Sam Kroenke paid $790 million to settle a lawsuit over the Rams' move to Los Angeles. The city's share of that money, $250 million, is currently in an investment fund earning nearly $8 million a year. What on that list gets your vote, John Hancock? Zero. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing in here about public safety. You know, they're going to fix sidewalks? Uh, how about cops? How about public safety? I, this is misguided. Michael, Well, uh, this list of 20, are, are those lofty ideas enough? Yes. I, no. I, no, I mean, there's a lot of ideas there, but I guess, you know, maybe by 2040 they'll spend the money. I don't, the fact that you've got to be elected and you don't know what to lead on where to spend money in a city that's been bankrupt for decades, that's in the midst of a crime crisis. Uh, look, I think a lot of the programs that they've brought forward are noble and may make some sense. But we have one main driving issue that is causing a perception problem, that is causing an economic development problem, and is causing a population problem. This is where we should be focusing our resources and time. And it would be helpful if we had leaders who weren't afraid to take a stand and rather would continue to punt year after year, month after month, for survey after survey, for people to give input on something that they're supposed to be leading on. Up next on Hancock and Kelly, Chris Christie slams Nikki Haley in a hot mic moment. And finally, the first contest of the 2024 presidential election campaign is here, Iowa. For more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. The Iowa caucuses are tomorrow, and the first votes of the 2024 presidential campaign will be cast. 
Republican candidate Chris Christie has dropped out of the race, and in an apparent hot mic moment with a party official, he blasted fellow Republican candidate Nikki Haley. First, we have Christie's announcement, and then that hot mic bit. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. And she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. There it was. She's going to get smoked, he said. So does now Haley, Trump, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy in the field. Mm. Though Christie says Haley is going to get smoked, a new CNN poll shows her just seven points behind former President Trump in the next contest, the New Hampshire primary, which is a week from Tuesday. Michael Christie is extremely anti-Trump, so his voters are not going to go to him. What if they go to Nikki Haley? Then I, I think that's more than likely that they'll wind up with Nikki Haley, because I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to make it past uh, Monday night. Look, uh, Chris Christie, I know the Republicans don't like him, but he's the only one who's speaking the truth. And the reality is Nikki Haley is going to get smoked by Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a death grip on the Republican Party. Uh, the Iowa caucuses are unique, Andy. It requires people to show up and be there for several hours. Tomorrow night in Iowa, below zero temperatures. This sets up perfectly for Donald Trump. His support is wide, deep, uh, and is not contention on... Uh, you know, organization of people showing up, and particularly maybe even older voters. I suspect he'll win handily. The thing to keep an eye on, what happens to Ron DeSantis? He spent $150 million to this point. He is trying to make his case. If he finishes anywhere other than second place in Iowa, it's lights out for Ron DeSantis, and then it's all in on Nikki Haley to be that alternative to Donald Trump, realizing at the end of the day she's not going to get it. In that scenario, couldn't Nikki Haley head-to-head -head with Trump maybe make a dent? Very slim. Um, this thing is probably over at South Carolina. Donald Trump is probably the nominee uh, at that point. I think DeSantis is probably done uh, after tomorrow night. He may live on to, to Iowa, I mean to New Hampshire. Uh, Haley has got to pull an inside straight. She's got to overperform in Iowa, and then she's got to win in New Hampshire and South Carolina. Now you've got a contest. The likelihood of that happening is about 1%. Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who is leading the criminal prosecution of Donald Trump, has now trouble brewing of her own. In a court filing, Mike Roman, a co-defendant of Trump, accuses Willis of hiring her romantic partner, Nathan Wade, as a special prosecutor in the case. You can see him there in the lighter colored suit. That is Wade standing next to Willis walking out. Willis has just been subpoenaed to appear as a witness in Wade's divorce proceedings. Wade has been paid more than $650,000 while working on the Trump case. Roman's filing says Willis and Wade have vacationed together and that Wade met with legal officials from the Biden White House at least twice leading up to Mr. Trump's indictment for election-related racketeering in Georgia. John, how damaging is this to Willis and could it derail the Trump, the case against Donald Trump? Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. It reminds me of Kim Gardner going after Eric Greitens uh, here in Missouri. It, you talk about a conflict of interest. I mean, here she's doing whatever she's doing with this guy, paying him six hundred grand, going on vacations with him. Uh, yeah, she's got a real serious problem here. A lot of smoke around Fonnie Willis. Yeah. Any fire? Not good, and it's unfortunate because the distractions of 
petty things like this shouldn't uh, avert from the fact that the former president was trying to overturn a rightfully won election in the state of Georgia. Uh, it, look, Fannie Willis finds herself in the same spot now that it's similar to Kim Gardner. John's exactly right. And the relationship that it's just it's just stupid, boneheaded, rookie mistake. And I hope she hasn't put in jeopardy the prosecution of a person who deserves to be held accountable for trying to overthrow our government. I, I think she may have put it in jeopardy. So to come on Hancock and Kelly, President Biden's Secretary of Defense goes AWOL. It's our quote of the week. And the president's son, Hunter, causes a major stir with a surprise visit to Congress. With commercial shipping lanes under attack from Houthis militants in Yemen, we've learned that U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was hospitalized for days, and President Biden, the commander-in-chief, didn't even know about it. Austin's doctors announced this week that he has prostate cancer. Pentagon officials revealed that January 5th, that Austin had been hospitalized since New Year's Day. During that time period of three to four days, the president and top Pentagon officials did not know where Austin was. They say Austin helped orchestrate recent U.S. airstrikes against the Houthis from his hospital room. That was on Thursday and now uh, followed up in the last couple of days, more airstrikes. Our quote of the week is from the Mach 1 Caucus, a group of former military pilots now in Congress. In a letter to President Biden, they say, Secretary Austin's serious lapse in judgment warrants his immediate resignation as well as the resignation of any staff involved in covering up his hospitalization. John, the president says he still has confidence in Lloyd Austin. There are Democrats, too, calling for his resignation. Yeah. Look, how does the president not know his sec def is in the hospital? Do they not talk every day? They should be. we got two wars going on out there. Uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. And he's got some health problems. He needs to go. Michael. Yeah, I don't know that it's defensible. Um, look, this isn't the Secretary of Interior or some, you know, Secretary's job. This is the Secretary of Defense. In fact, we just launched attack this week. And for him to be AWOL the way that he was for the President of the United States not to know, it's unacceptable. I think he likely will be gone uh, as a result of this. And uh, there has to be a protocol as it relates to these secretaries that this is disclosed. They're not entitled to privacy when you have one of those jobs. Right. The president, is it, is it on the president, though, to do it? I mean, he's standing by him. Well, Why not just to say, this hey, what... You're gone, pal. To this president's credit, he actually has secretaries in those jobs. Donald Trump could never get anybody. They'd all leave him. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that you've got to be doing the job. You're not entitled to any form of privacy. You are a secretary. And Biden does not want to have a confirmation hearing right now. After defying a congressional subpoena for a closed-door deposition with Republican investigators, President Biden's son, Hunter really stirred things up Wednesday. He made a surprise appearance at the House Oversight Committee hearing. The committee was considering a resolution to hold him in contempt of Congress for defying that subpoena. Biden's attorney repeated Biden's offer to appear at a public hearing, just not behind closed doors, because Republicans, or he fears that Republicans may distort what is said at such a deposition. Biden reportedly had a documentary camera crew in tow with him during his visit. The committee put off a contempt vote until next week. 
Is this kind of sideshow good for the president, Michael? I don't know. Uh, look, uh, Hunter Biden, Biden's a bad dude. He needs to be held accountable for what he did. Having said that, this circus that the Republicans, this show that they're putting on, oh, we want him to come testify. He shows up, they won't take it. They want it to be hot behind closed doors so they can take excerpts and try to make him look silly. Uh, this is a, a nutty sideshow that's not helpful for the President of the United States. It's not helpful for the Republicans. And plus one for Hunter Biden. He showed them up and made them look foolish this week. John. Well, maybe he was bringing a check to pay his taxes while he was out there. I, you know, this guy is a problem for Joe Biden. And he remains a problem for Joe Biden. And all of the little shenanigans in D.C. aren't going to erase the fact that he is a problem for Joe Biden. You're going to like this. Final thoughts are next. But first, on this frigid Sunday, sunnier times from Bomberito.com Drone Fox. Hopefully, the St. Louis County Sunflower Patch will bring you warm thoughts. Final thoughts. John Hancock first today. Well, let's see. You got crime, money uh, in the city that they're trying to spend. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Secretary of Defense in the hospital. Michael Kelly and I agreed on just about everything. I thought it'd be a cold day, Andy, <laughs> before Michael Kelly and I agreed on so many issues in one show. Don't expect it next week. No, hopefully it won't be this cold. I mean, my guy was right a couple of times today. It did take a cold day for you guys to agree. Well, it's rare that we do agree, but when we do, it's important. And uh, it's important that you check on your neighbors, check on your dogs, keep everything healthy out in that weather. Yeah, please stay warm. Be careful today. Thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. You can download the show or any segments. Just search the words Hancock and Kelly. Fox News Sunday is next. And remember, if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.